This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is Trey. Thank you for joining us for another Thursday edition, which is the uh, question and answer session, which I look very forward to um, and for which I need the help of Mary Langston if she is still helping me. And I hope she is. Mary Langston, are you there? I'm here. I made it. How are you, Trey? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for, I won't say helping me because it really has turned out to be your podcast. I get asked about no. I was at Reagan library and I get, I get asked about you. So thank you for letting me like be a guest on your podcast. <laughs> this is your podcast and thank you for having me. And it's a pleasure to ask you questions each week. We always have such great questions from listeners. Well, I mean, by great, I hope you don't mean hard because <laughs> I, Maybe a little wanna, challenging, but you well, know. Well, let's find out. I guess let's 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 find out how challenging they are because I do not like to give the wrong answer. So I'm not saying I don't, but I don't like to. <laughs> well, we will start with our questions then, Trey. We'll start with a question from Robert, and he writes, "What are your thoughts on the State of the Union?" Well, Robert, um, it's an exciting night in Washington. I'll get the good news out of the way first. It, it, it is an exciting night. I mean, members bring guests. Um, I remember I used to have a writing contest for uh, for youngsters, uh, junior high, high school. They would write um, the topic being I am principled but polite. Um, it's kind of on civility. And then I would have a group kind of judge that they were all great. Um, and then I would give my ticket to a young person uh, that in my judgment had earned it. Um, it's what, it's what I started off doing. And then uh, it, it, with the wisdom that can only come from Washington, DC, they consider that to be a gift, giving a gift. So um, they weren't, uh, they weren't sure whether I could have a writing contest to reward a junior high or high school student with going to the State of the Union. So then you fall back to the, you know, inviting some celebrity or someone else, which um, that's a whole nother, uh, just was mind numbing uh, their analysis. But be that as it may, it's an exciting night. The floor is packed with, you know, House and Senate members. It's exceedingly rare that the House and the Senate meet together, but they do on that night. They got cabinet level officials, Supreme Court justices. I mean, it is really something to behold uh, right up until the time the speech begins. And I, I'm not sure that the State of the Union really, I mean, just to be blunt about it, I, it may have passed the point of usefulness. Mm. I mean, the audience isn't Congress anymore. It's the American people. 
And frankly, you can do that from anywhere. If you want to address the American people, you don't have to come to Congress to do it. Um, you give kind of a platform for, in some instances, the worst behaved members of Congress, which is, you know, like never, that should never be the goal to give a platform or attention uh, to those who so desperately want attention. So if the purpose is to kind of give the American people a sense of where the country is, we have 24-hour news cycles now. And most people have their own sense of where the country is. So, I mean, maybe in the old days when people didn't follow it because they were you know, working and raising families and all this stuff. And, you know, the newspaper was your only source of, in, of, of information. Maybe it did make sense, I guess, possibly for the commander in chief to say, hey, this is what's going on. I just don't think people need that anymore. So really, the speech is about either getting or retaining a majority of your party in Congress so you can get whatever it is you want to get done uh, for presidents. It's about getting a second term if you're in your first term. If you're in your second term, it's about what people call legacy, which is a word I can't stand. But um, but that's what it's about. What's my legacy? They're Always these obligatory references to the troops and veterans and teachers and mom and things that get everybody on their feet. And then the rest of the speech, honestly, from sitting there on the floor is the is just deciding whether to stand up and clap or not. Um, mm -hmm. So the guys that I, you know, I sat with Tim for all of them where I was there and. You know, I mean, it's just I, I mean, I hate to be so cynical, but. Uh, there was one night when the media thought the world would literally change if a Republican sat next to a Democrat on that night and that night only. So I don't know if you remember that, Mary Lancaster, or not. There was this push to have a bipartisan state of the union for Republicans and Democrats to sit beside one another, which, by the way, we do it all the time. So it's not like we suffer from sitting beside each other, but to the media, which always, always puts form over substance. We just need a bipartisan state of the union. And so they did that. Uh, Republicans and Democrats sat together and not anything changed, by the way, if you're wondering. It was completely symbolic. And then there was the one time during the state of the union where some House Democrats decided that they were going to all dress in white, all wear white. Mm -hmm. And that was all the buzz. And of course, that too, I don't mean to spoil the ending for people, but that, too, accomplished nothing. Um, who would have figured that wearing a certain colored dress or pair of pants or shirt would accomplish absolutely nothing? Wow. That was shocking that the whole country didn't change because everybody wore the same color. But it did not. So D.C. likes symbolism. The State of the Union is a symbol. It's a relic, if you will. Um I don't care if presidents keep doing it or not. Um, we hear from presidents uh, quite a lot now. And, you know, I, whether whether it continues or not, I think has zero impact on the republic. I think it's important to, to hear from your leaders, but they all have social media feeds now. I mean, you can hear from them a lot more than you want to hear from them. So I think it's something that has passed its kind of usefulness date or use by date. But I don't know, Mary Langston, sometimes people think I'm cynical. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Trey, for answering that. And thank you, Robert, sure, for the question. I'm sure you are thrilled with my answer to that. 
Well, you're right. There's a lot of noise in the world. And I think you're right that there used to be a quiet moment where they would have the State of the Union and we would hear from the president, but we hear from them all the time. So that was a good point. Uh, Well, thank you. And not only, and see, this is the other thing, not to go down a rabbit hole, but you know, one of my, I don't have that many pet peeves in life, but one of my pet peeves in life is when other people can draw a crowd and then you use that crowd for your own benefit. And mm-hmm. you see it in politics. You see, you know, I mean, let's, let me pick a member of Congress. I don't, I don't care who you pick, pick a member of Congress. They have a town hall. So people are coming to interact with and question and listen to that member of Congress. But someone mistakenly thinks that they, that whole crowd's there for them. So they try to monopolize. They can't draw a crowd themselves. So they're taking advantage of someone else's ability to draw a crowd. And you see that sometimes with the State of the Union. It is, you know, like it or not, you may like the president. You may not like the president. You may like what he or she says. You may not like what he or she says. But it is the State of the Union address by the president. And to use that as a forum to draw attention to yourself is just to me juvenile. So I better stop right there. (laughs) Well, good point. Thank you so much, Trey. Our next question is from Justin and he writes, what did you think about the Grammys and all of the controversy? Oh, Justin, what did I think about the Grammy? I haven't watched the Grammys since, uh, well, since ever. (laughs) Um, If you gave me a thousand years to come up with something I care less about than the Grammys. I actually couldn't do it. I mean, literally, if you said, hey, look, Trey, take the next thousand years and see if you can think of something you care less about than the Grammys. I could not do it. Mm. I'm sure there are talented people being recognized, and that's great, I guess. But I would rather watch grass grow than watch the Grammys. I mean, mm. it's not even close. I'd much rather watch Grass Grow. This year, I didn't watch it, obviously, as you might could possibly glean from my introductory remarks. I did not watch it. But I did read some articles about a singer that um, I don't want to disappoint you, Mary Langston, but I've never heard of mm. who dressed up like the devil or Satan or Lucifer or whatever you want to call him. And that sort of, to me, encapsulates Hollywood and the entertainment industry, at least for me, this insatiable desire to be noticed. Not just for the words or music or talent, if that's the right word, but to be noticed for being provocative. Uh, Whether it's the way they dress or what they say, or in this guy's case, who he dresses up as. I mean, to, to me, it's a little bit like the Super Bowl. To me, it's a football game. It's not about the commercials. It's not about the halftime show. It's a football game, and which is the sure sign in the world that I become an old man, because I just I I, I want to watch a football game. Mm. I do not want. I don't care if a Dorito can talk, because I'm almost positive they cannot. Almost. Mm-hmm. So the Grammys. It, it's not about music. It, it's about can we stun you? Can we shock you? So I'll put that in one category is completely irrelevant and uh, of no consequence to my life at all. And I'm really, really happy that I haven't seen it. What I did find interesting was CBS, uh, because right before this uh, singer, if that's the right word, 
went on stage uh, dressed like the devil, surrounded by demons, CBS sent out a tweet. Um, something along the lines of, are you ready to worship? Mm. All right. So that to me seems like a pretty direct affront uh, to people who identify as Christians. I'm using the word worship before some guy in a red suit with horns performs surrounded by a bunch of people who look like um, Legion, which is the name of a demon that Jesus cast out, for those of you who may be familiar with the New Testament. I mean, that why? I mean, is the song not good enough by itself that you got to, like, <laughs> dress up like Lucifer? Is the music not good enough? The lyrics not good enough? You need to get some guy most of us have never heard of to dress up like the devil. And then it kind of led me to think about this whole cancel culture debate that's going on. I mean, CBS literally went out of its way to insult people of faith, out of its way to do it. Worship? I mean, what does that word mean to you? Worship. You use that word a lot, Mary Langston. You're a devout, and not just devout, authentic believer. Mm. Worship. That word has a very direct meaning to people like you, people like my wife, people like Sharia, people like many, many of our listeners who are um, devoutly spiritual. That word has a very, very precise meaning. It's a specific word. I mean, they could have said, are you ready to watch some guy who can't dance move around to a song where the words don't make any sense? They could have tweeted that. That would have been like a much more accurate description of what was coming. Mm. They could have said that, but they did not. They chose the word worship. And then, of course, they deleted the tweet. So that's got me. One, I mean, is it cancel culture of people of faith go out of their way to avoid CBS from now on? Stop watching. Stop buying the products advertised. I mean. From what I've read about this guy, and again, I didn't watch a second of it. I have no clue who he is. That's probably a generational thing, Mary Langston. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you're probably sitting there thinking, well, everybody knows who he is. No, I don't. I don't know who he is. So I don't know anything about him. I'd be kind of surprised if uh, the devil even watched him because, I mean, he wasn't that good. So I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised. But the notion that an award ceremony or a network would go out of its way to insult people of faith it's pretty astonishing. Mm. And I wonder if they say, like, get, let's get ready to worship right before a Christian artist performs. I mean, I, I doubt it. Mm. So that's a long way of saying um, I am very happy that I don't watch or care about the Grammys. I do care when a network goes out of its way to insult Christians, not for myself, because it doesn't impact me. But for people like my wife, or you, Mary Langston, or the believers who listen, it's gratuitous, it's intentional, it's mean-spirited, it's wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if people let CBS know that by avoiding whatever it is they're offering. Mm, well, well said, Trey. And thank you, Justin, for your well, question. Well, I don't know if it's well said or not. I didn't watch a second of it. I just, mm -hmm. uh, there's a reason I don't watch it. I just, going out of your way... You know, not to get on the soapbox. And again, mm -hmm. I'm the farthest thing from a prude in the world. I, I literally am the farthest thing from a prude in the world. I, it's got nothing to do with me. You really, you cannot hurt my feelings. 
But people of faith like you and my wife who have to sit there and listen to GD all the time or listen to Jesus's name taken in vain in movies and television shows, and they don't care whether they're offending people. They don't care. Mm. So, you know, and then to, to have to have a guy dressed up like Lucifer. I mean, is that like a joke to them that they think it's funny? You can't change them, but you know, obviously CBS caught some flat for it, or they deleted the tweet, but that's not enough. I mean, you ought to think about that before you send the tweet. What, what did you think the reaction was going to be? Let's get ready to worship when you got some chubby singer out there dressed up like Satan, surrounded by demons. What did you think people were going to react? How, how do you think they were going to react? So. I, I better move on. If there's another question, I better move on to it because I don't want to take mm -hmm. like the next six weeks talking about mm -hmm. that. Well, thank you, Trey. And that was well said. We'll answer more of your questions when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Our next question is from Kathy. She writes, is it true that the Super Bowl Sunday has more human trafficking occurring on that day than any other day in the year in the U.S.? Uh, Kathy, I've read that. I've heard that. I've seen no proof that human trafficking is any worse that day than any other day. And if we think about it, it makes sense that it would not be. If you lack freedom, you lack it the Saturday before the game and you lack it the Monday after the game. It, it's not a one day lack of freedom or power or liberty or being in bondage or enslaved or having your movement controlled by people. I think I think what some may argue is that because so many dis people descend on one town, I mean, it's a huge event. There's so many people traveling to it, not just people going to the game, but writers and uh, it just it's a huge sporting event. So my guess is that people will kind of analogize that because there are so many people descending on a town, there's more opportunity for exploitation. And that may well be true, but we should make no mistake. I mean, these young women and men are exploited every day. And the Super Bowl may be the day we talk about it, but it exists every single day. So, you know, I like facts. And when you have good facts, you don't need to embellish um, and you don't need to like overstate those facts. And the facts to me are uh, there's no reason that human trafficking or sex trafficking is worse any day versus any other day. It's bad from the moment you lose your freedom until the moment you are rescued, freed, or emancipated, and the perpetrator's punished. Mm -hmm. And and even then, it's often comes with a lifetime's worth of sorrow and headache and, and, and heartache. So is it terrible on Super Bowl Sunday? Yes. It's also terrible the Saturday before and the Monday after. Well, thank you so much, Trey. And thank you, Kathy, for bringing that to our attention. Our last question is from Chris on Twitter. He writes, when the opportunity comes, where in the world do you like to vacation and what activities are part of that vacation? 
Oh, Chris, I mean, vacation is with my wife. So that means the beach usually um, almost always in South Carolina. Every now and again, just right above the border, um, sunset, Ocean Isle, right across the line into North Carolina. Mm. And I'd love to be able one day to buy my wife a little house on the beach somewhere, but that would require robbing a bank. Um, And, you know, weighing and balancing all the risk and benefits of that. Could I get her a beach house if I robbed a bank? Uh, maybe, but um, then she'd be enjoying it with somebody else, probably Matthew McConaughey. So, so to me, the the risk, you know, outweigh the benefits of that. Um, but it's definitely the beach. She loves it. What do I do? I do nothing. I work. I I used to take my files to the beach and get ready for trials down there. I got ready for one of the tougher trials I ever had, Jonathan Vick. I literally, I mean, sometimes my folks come with us. My dad's only recollection of that trip is I got my boxes out in the morning. I sat on the porch. I worked on the case. I put my boxes up at night. My parents like to play bridge. They're really good at bridge. Um, you can't play bridge once a year and be any good at it, but so they like that. They like card games. Um, vacation to me is no different from any other week. Um, I like to work. I will walk on the beach with my wife, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon. But I cannot sit and do nothing uh, for more than five minutes. I just cannot do it. So I guess what it boils down, um, it makes me happy to see her happy. So that's the beach. And if I'm going to be working, I might as well be looking at something beautiful. And that would be the ocean. Well, that's very sweet, Trey. And thank you, Chris, for this question. Well, we went from staring at the ocean with my beautiful wife to talking about some dude dressed up like Lucifer. So it's, it's a, it was a very eclectic group of questions <laughs> this week, Mary Langston. And It was. Good word for that. You could probably tell that i was somewhat animated over that cbs tweet i just again cbs cannot hurt my feelings but they can yours and they can my wife's so that it made me think too i love maverick city music and they got i think four grammys and we really didn't hear much about it we heard more about this and so and they actually sing worshipful music so it it is kind of sad, you know, music is either healing or it's not. And I think the question that we got was more on the it's not category. Well, first of all, God bless you for telling me what that group was, because, you know, I have no <laughs> idea what it is. It's Maverick City Music. It is. And they want a lot and they have great music, at least in my opinion. But so they were not my- a 1980s rock band. Because I, I would have heard. Not quite. Okay, they I weren't Bono heard. levels. Okay. Um, I would have heard of that. It's not Bono. <laughs> so this is a perfect example. All right. So why not? Why not before that group? They I don't know if they performed or not, because literally I did not watch a second of it, nor will I. I mm-hmm. could be serving life without parole and there'd be one television in the prison set on the Grammys. <laughs> and I would still go do push-ups. I, ju- I just have no desire to watch it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I hope that doesn't come true. But if it does, and anybody says, hey, Trey and Leavenworth watching the Grammys, just know that that's a lie, because I was not. But if you're going to tweet out, are you ready to worship, why would you not do it before a Christian act, as opposed to this this demonic act? I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, well, there I go again. I get off. I just, I, <laughs> we'll I just, end on a good note. You, there is Terry, no good at note. the beach, on the beach. That <laughs> is, is a good no note good to note. me. <laughs> There's no good note. Dallas is not in the Super Bowl. South Carolina is on a losing streak in men's basketball. We'll leave, we'll, we'll leave on a good note. Okay, let's do the it. South Carolina women's basketball team, we went to UConn and won. That is good Gino, news. And Gino was really upset about the officiating. So all of that makes me happy. He's not also, happy. And one, South Carolina won. One thing, too, I was going to tell you is Kim Mulkey somehow has been trending on all my social media. I know you don't do social media, but it's for good things, for being a legend and for her cool style. So there's another basketball positive thing to end on. Yes, but even as you bring that up, the uh, Albert Camus and me can bring can find oh, something no. to be sad about, and that they're coming to Columbia, South Carolina mm-hmm. Sunday. And, Who are you going to um, pick? Who are you going to root for? Well, I'm. It's going to sound like a cop out. I'm sure it is. It'd be much tougher if Kim were still at Baylor because I went to Baylor. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull for the University of South Carolina Gamecocks, but I pull for Kim Mulkey. So. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like don't Coach Staley, too. I just I only met her once. I don't have the same relationship with Coach Staley as I do mm-hmm. with Coach Mulkey. So I want to see a really good game. But what I've said in my own head is South Carolina's playing at home. South Carolina's got a little more depth. So South Carolina should win the game. And nobody expects LSU to win, I don't think. I mean, they're really, really good. But I think the South Carolina's favored. So... Uh, I'm going to have to pull for my beloved Gamecocks, but that does not mean I don't want Kim Mulkey to do well, and it doesn't mean I wouldn't want to see them play for the national championship um, come March or April. And I want them both to beat Gino Ariyama, who loves to complain about officiating. So <laughs> here, we'll end on a happy note. I want Kim Mulkey and Don Staley to both beat Gino and I want him to stop throwing water bottles on the floor and getting technical fouls and stop complaining about the officials. It's UConn. Did he not watch the game against Baylor a couple years ago? That wasn't a foul. That was like an assault. That was a that was a third degree felony and it wasn't called. And it cost Baylor the game. So I, I don't want to hear him talk about officiating. I know you tried to end on a happy note, Mary Langston, but I'm not going to let you. So we'll just have to say goodbye. That uh, sounds like it, but yeah, we're so we're grateful gonna, for the questions. This hang week. on. I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hang up and then you can say goodbye in your normal angelic <laughs> way and they don't have to listen to me. I don't know about that. They love you, Trey. No, I'm going to say goodbye and then you can leave them with something positive because I don't have it in me right now. <laughs> All right. So bye from the cynic. And now you can hear, hear goodbye from the angelic person. <laughs> well, goodbye to everyone. Have a great week. We thank you for your questions and we hope that you will keep sending them our way. And like we said, we hope you have a wonderful week. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.